guys, I hope you guys are doing well and we are back with season 2 of Harshmin Kaur vlogs and podcast. I have here today an amazing team of people who actually deal with Mori entrepreneurs and they are from Kokiri and they help people in the Mori community to actually start doing a business and how they do it, why they do it, we will find out today. So, hi team, how are you today? Hi! hi. Can, can, hi. We, can we have introduction of every one of you please with your names? I think we should start with Ian. Oh, me? Okay, so everyone knows my name. Hey team, um, so my name's Ian. I am a piece of the furniture here at Kokiri. I do what I'm told and sometimes I do it well, but my role here is really to support people on a learning journey, um, particularly helping our whanau Māori with their entrepreneurial journey and whatever that looks like for them and being able to wrap tools around and all that good stuff. So part of the furniture I've been here for ages, live here in Hamilton, from the East Coast, so from all parts of Aotearoa, can sing, can dance, can't do any of that stuff, but hopefully I can help people with a little bit of the entrepreneurial journey. And then because Bobby, and just to make things weird, we'll jump across that side and we'll pick on Bobby just to, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. Uh, kia ora, my name is Bobby. I am a local Tainui girl, uh, but I was born and bred in Tauranga. Um, I have a couple of side hustles, um, but from that experience, I'm able to bring those learnings into the Kōkiri program to help our whānau achieve their own version of success. Um, so just like Ian mentioned, um, success for each individual, each whānau is different, uh, and so that's what I'm here to do. Hello everyone, I'm Sarah. I'm originally from Holland. Um, I'm married to a local Tainui boy who's probably a cousin of hers. Um, <laughs> we have four boys together and my passion is around helping to inspire success stories around Māori entrepreneurship. Um, Kōkiri is a kaupapa Māori business accelerator that helps take a business basically from the, its early, early stages in 12 weeks to being as close to investment ready as possible. Um, and so that's all about looking at global aspirations. And um, so we're really all about connecting people with um, amazing contacts and advisors and coaches to help achieve that in that time frame. So it's, it's a loads of fun. It's an awesome Farno community oriented um, experience. And in essence, we exist, or Kōkiri exists, to increase Māori participation in the ecosystem of startups here in Aotearoa. So how did this Kōkiri program started? How, who started this and how is this in, in, into being? Oh, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you'll, you'll get a feel for our humour and it's, I guess, the realness of how we like to run the programme. But as a quick fuck up off into what Kōkiri is and how it came about was, we'll say about five or six years ago there, or the last decade, there's been a lot of what we call accelerator programmes across Aotearoa, which are cool, do some great things for entrepreneurs. But what we noticed was a real limited amount of Māori participating in these types of programs. And so Kōkiri was born out of a genesis, I guess born out of the idea of how can we support more Māori to operate in this space. Now, 
A big part of it is, I think we all believe that we have a lot of whānau Māori with some incredible ideas, um, doing some incredible things, but probably don't necessarily back themselves or don't necessarily have maybe access to tools or resources to help them grow to that next phase. And so we really wanted to do something about that and get more brown faces in the room doing some incredible stuff than just killing it on the world stage. Now, I reckon you got something to add to that. So Kōkere began with the, the identification by government really that there wasn't any Māori participation or significant Māori participation in the programs that were being offered nationwide. Um, and representation matters, and also in um, relation to government meeting their um, responsibilities under Te Tiriti or Waitangi, um, it was really important to create opportunities and, and pathways for Māori to um, experience the startup journey that was being government funded for others in Aotearoa. So Kōkere was a way of answering that call. Our um, previous boss, Aisha Ross, was uh, hugely influential in making sure that Te Wānanga or Aotearoa was the first cab off the rank in terms of um, launching Kōkere as the first Kōpapa Māori business accelerator in the country. Um, and since then we've had three amazing cohorts of um, startups come through that program and really be launched into the world um, to continue to do really entrepreneurial and, and incredible things, create employment opportunities not only for the founders who create the businesses themselves but also for the people they employ. Um, and what's really cool is that we really believe that you can't be what you can't see. So representation um, on the world stage for Māori businesses that are um, engaging in the startup world, having a go, not always succeeding, but at least um, finding their way in the, in the ecosystem and, and being seen by others as an aspiration. Like, you know, like if you're a kid growing up and you you see another Māori entrepreneur doing cool stuff out in the ecosystem, then that might be something you aspire to because you've seen somebody else who looks like you and is like you and has similar background to you. Um, if they can do it, you feel like you can too. So that's a lot of what Kōkere is about as well. Yeah, and I think what Sarah, 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 what the hell? Sarah was mentioning that whole notion of see it, believe it, be it. So you've got Māori people, young, old, whatever stage of life they are, you know, the opportunity to see someone who's thriving and doing well in a space that they may have never considered before. They can see it, they can believe it, then we know we can become it. Um, and I do a bunch of stuff that with uh, Rangatahi as well. And it's, it's a similar story because you've got, I think, like you mentioned, Sarah, we've had some pretty amazing people throughout COVID. And I think there's no shortage of other Māori out there doing some incredible things. And Kōkiri provides a platform for them to kind of leap from, if that makes sense. So the notion behind an accelerator is to take people from kind of woe to go far faster than they could have by themselves. And I think evidence suggests that there's significant benefit in doing this. And so um, I guess part of this whole corridor too is like we're trying to find people. Um, we, we've got cohort four coming on up and we need 10 incredible Māori startups. Now, I won't tell you how many we've got so far, and but the idea behind it is how do we find more people because it's about finding those 10 that are going to be our cool starters, but also recognising and creating a cohort of so many other Māori in the space who are doing cool stuff that can benefit, leverage, support and grow each other. Bobby, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> um, no, I think, you know, from having three previous cohorts and then going into another 
cohort this year um, it's building that community as well building the support system that is there to support our future generations um, and we've seen companies from um, you know Tyler's who are developing their own automated quoting system for all tradies to um, some whānau who are looking at wellbeing applications and how they can support large organisations um, to help evaluate uh, their contribution to their staff and what the return on that investment looks like towards their organisation. Um, to people who want to look after their dogs when they're not home and creating um, these haptic uh, jackets that are comfort uh, blankets for their animals. So we have a wide range of whānau and skill sets uh, and ideas that have come from nothing and we're able to support our whānau um, to realise their potential to progress their ideas forward. Yeah, I reckon what's cool with that too is that whole like Kokiri's around kind of tech focus focused startups. Um, but kind of what Bobby was saying when I was thinking about it is that doesn't necessarily mean that all the founders need to be kind of tech natives or people who know everything about the type of technology they're using because a big part of an accelerator is building or finding people to wrap around them to be able to support them. Because I often find, and I think most of us would agree, irrespective of what space we're talking about, is say. We might have some really cool ideas, but we're like, oh, but I don't know the tech stuff. So I kind of become a bit shy and I kind of, oh, I won't try that. I'll try something else. I'll find something that's more in my comfort zone or more within my remit of what I know I can do. But we've had folk who are definitely not tech natives, but they've got some really cool ideas um, wrapped around with people who do have the expertise for the technology that needs to support that or the digital space or whatever it could be to see them come to life. And so I think what's cool about Kōkiri and I'll say this compared to other types of accelerators is if you've got a cool idea and you want to bring it to life, here's an opportunity for it to for it to happen as opposed to you've got to know everything about it because, to be honest, most of us don't know everything but we have some cool ideas and there's some cool whānau that can kind of help breathe some life into it. Or am I lying? <laughs> nah. Nah. And so what kind of expertise do you guys bring in in the program? So... What is your background? How how are you supporting this program? You want me to be serious or be funny? No. <laughs> <laughs> anything, uh, you like. anything you like. Anything you like. I turned up on the right day. You know, I got here one day and said, "Do you want this?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool, cool." Um, no, I, I think like I think everyone contributes uh, a raft of different expertise and experience, but I think the the uniting part of what everyone brings to the program is their desire to see. Māori succeed in this space and so you know you could say like I reckon I've got no talent whatsoever like these ladies have some incredible talents my ability maybe is introducing person A to person B um, and making a connection somewhere as opposed to actually can bring anything of value to offer yeah. um, but I think like I said before the kind of the crux of that brings everything together is that we're here for a reason which is to support people and to help them kind of grow their opportunities. So that's my take on this. What are your skills, are? Yeah, no, I think, you know, on my CV it says I've got some business experience mm. and stuff like that, but I think the key thing that I actually bring in the program is the enthusiasm to help convince people of what they can do. So, you know, helping them to get over the line, to take the leap to believe in themselves, and that's what I think um, is more valuable than my degree or my experience in business. Um, 
So yeah, so I think that that's really a big part of what the program's about, is being surrounded by your tribe, people who are supporting you to achieve your goals. You know, that you're not coming to Kōkere to be surrounded by people who question your motives or, you know, wonder if you're capable or any of those things. It's really a very encouraging space. Mm. Um, and I think that that's a massive asset um, that we as a team bring, you know, together is that encouragement. Yeah. Bobby, what are your skills? <laughs> yeah, and you said you also have had businesses before. So. Yeah, so, and I think similar to these guys, you know, we have bullet points on our CV, you could say. Or, oh, not you know. the bullet points, it's just an idea. <laughs> like, we, don't want, we don't want to hire you, we just point. want to know how you are supporting the program. Yeah, yeah, so um, similar to what these guys have said, it's not necessarily um, what we've achieved or done ourselves, but it's what we can incorporate um, and contribute to the kaupapa. Um, and for myself, like I've been the underdog my whole life, you know, young, mouldy, and female. Um, and young. So, nah. even though, <laughs> shut up, Ian. Um, seeing what my mum has gone through, through her life and her career progression, um, her strengths and aspirations, uh, I guess, have flown through to me, and that's something that hopefully my girls can learn from as well. Um, but it's helping whānau to realise their potential. Yes. Um, and as I said, you know, that's something that I learned from my mum. Yes. Um, to be able to realise your potential and work towards that goal. And it's not going to happen overnight or in five years, maybe not even ten years. But if you can, like Sarah said, see someone who you can aspire to be that looks like you and has come from a similar background and been through the struggles that you have been through, then it makes it more believable that you can do that. And I think that's something that we all are consciously do um, and really want to support our whānau to work towards is that it doesn't matter where you've come from or what skills you necessarily have now, it's the potential that you can achieve in years to come and the benefits that you can provide for your whānau. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think, I, oh, yeah, you were saying something? Oh, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I think the coolest thing about the entire environment is that whole collaborative space. And so people don't come here to compete because everyone's on their own journey. So yeah. we've got our teams that come in, they're doing their own thing, they're on their own journey, but they're also, I guess, without even choice, they become a part of each other's journey, but for the better. And so to be able to support each other and to lift and to grow each other. And I always kind of, in my head, use that the notion of synergy and say we have 10 teams that come into the Kōkiri program but we leave with 12 or whatever because there's new ideas that kind of formulate from it or things spark from it and so what happens is friendships are made, whānaus are created and you've just got a bunch of really cool people who want everyone else to succeed and for a lot of our whānau from a business sense it's the first time they've kind of been in that, that environment and all of a sudden they're surrounded by people who are thinking a little bit like them, who want them to do well, who want to introduce people to make life a little bit easier. And I think that's the magic of what Kōkiri can contribute and brings. And again, like, clearly biased around this program compared to others, but it is something that I think many of us have witnessed is quite unique to the space where 
It's less about competing and more about my success is your success and I'm not going to succeed unless I see that I can lift you up in some way, which is super, super cool. And so like, I think anyone who comes into the program, it's a really privileged space to operate in because that's the environment that's created. Um, you know, and it's crafted by these two wonderful young wahine. Yes. Got you, eh? Yes, got young wahines. Got you, got you, got you, got you eh? No, but um, I think, you know, the core content of accelerators around the world isn't vastly different. It's about making connections, it's about validating an idea, it's around establishing product market fit. Those things aren't different in our program than from any other program around the world. So what we do is we apply those things with a Māori lens on it. And that makes a huge difference. So uh, if you were trying to achieve a kaupapa that was all about the impact that you can create for future generations, but like you walked into a mainstream accelerator and all they talked about was the finances and you know the sales numbers and all of those really practical, tangi tangible mainstream business elements, and nobody ever really wanted to talk about the impact that you were trying to create. Mm. Um, you wouldn't feel like this was the place for you. Mm. And I think that that's one of the key differences that Kōkere can provide, is that we understand the drivers might be different. And that on your dashboard, the top line might be how many trees you plant, or how many plastic bottles you save from going to landfill, or how many homes you can provide for your whānau back who live you know, in your local area, or whatever it is that your drivers are that might be the big number at the top. And that might be the main reason you do what you do, as opposed to the dollars and the sales numbers and all of that stuff that is still important because it enables this number at the top, the impact that your business can have, but the driver, the, the, the impetus, the reason you want to get out of bed every morning to do it has nothing to do with the money. And so I think that that's the key difference that Kōkere can can accommodate, you know, like I think that we kind of can have this lens with you as opposed to you having to adapt your lens to fit with the way that business has always done it. So that, that's a really unique sort of part of what Pukiri offers and not just about the financial aspects but just around lots of the different ways in which businesses view, you know, the longevity of relationships, that they're not necessarily just a transaction, that we're building a relationship for generations. So, yeah. you know, we want to make sure that we like the people we do business with and that our values are aligned. Yeah. Um, that those sorts of um, processes are part of our program and that whanaungatanga and building community is just a massive part of what we do. Um, you know, um, sharing kai and getting to know people better is important for how we do business together in the future. Um, so, yeah, so all of those sorts of differences um, just as a couple of little examples uh, are what make Kōkere special. Um, but I, you know, I think most people who have been involved with the program love it to the point where we never want to leave. <laughs> you know, and I think that that's like true. Ian. Like Ian, and, and money that you met earlier, yep. you know, he was on the program in 2020, he was a coach last year, and we were just talking about coming on as a coach again this year, just because you want to be involved mm. again, you know, because it's such a special community. Um, and so that's what we're trying to build, is this huge community of Māori entrepreneurs that know how to find other successful Māori entrepreneurs to lean on and learn from um, and to be inspired by, so that more of them can exist all together and together we'll just create a phenomenon.
Okay. I don't, it's like that whole notion of like passion over paycheck. You're yep. here for a purpose, right? As opposed to what, you know, yep. getting paid helps. But yep. your, your number one driver is to, to see something succeed. And then, like Sarah was saying, it's like these... Oh, I mean, like, people have this, this thought in their minds that to be successful, you've got to like live in certain parts of the country. And we want our whānau to recognise and realise that irrespective of where you are, you shouldn't and you don't need to leave home to build your success. So that whole notion of creating like, like beacons of light or whatever it could be all around the mutu, who then attract new beacons of light, who then, you know, attract more and more and more and more. And so you've got these hubs of entrepreneurship just popping up all across the country. Not, you know, yes, Auckland, Wellington, Hamilton, yada, 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 but Kakohe, um, Ruatoria, you know, places where some of you people probably never even heard of, but you've got this hive of entrepreneurship which already exists there. We just want to bring it to the forefront and, you know, and, and give it the, the light of day or breathe more life into it that it deserves to kind of showcase and highlight to more of our whānau around the country that these incredible things happen all the time. Um, we just need to talk about it more and bring more of it to life. I think too, with startup communities, people have a fear of failure. So rather, you know, never try, never fail. Um, rather than that kind of mindset, we want to move that to have a crack, you know, and and see how it goes, and then wrap some successful people and advisors and coaches around it, and mm. see a whole heap of these really cool ideas actually have a chance yeah. um, to to do great things. So. We've had some awesome success stories come out of our programs. Um, some of our graduates are some of the, the best and best and best known Māori owned businesses in New Zealand now. Mm. Um, and we're really fortunate to have those and we have really cool connections with our sponsor companies as well. So we you know, we couldn't do Kokri on our own. So we've got a huge amount of support from Callahan Innovation, um, from people like Sparks New Zealand who have been with us from the beginning supporting our um, our founders to be able to go through this journey um, and to Wānanga Wātiroa who really allow us, you know, the space to exist and, and help whānau to, to yeah, go, for their, go for their dreams. Yeah, so how many times we run this kind of program in a year? Is it twice or just once? Just once. And how many weeks is it? It's a 12-week program mm -hmm. um, this year because of COVID and all the risks around what's happening with the Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds like it's transformative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds as though from the um, from the current um, what do they call it modelling that um, where our program will run right in the middle of when that really impacts people the most. So the odds of either one of us or people in our teams catching COVID or needing to isolate because they're a close contact, etc. are really high. So we're going to be running most of this year's program online. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that makes it so So you're not being asked to be away from whānau for a long period of time. And, yep. and it is possible, though very difficult, to work around um, the program, so to still go to work and do the program. Um, with a few maybe um, holidays booked in and stuff for some of the wānanga that we run. Um, but the key thing is around making it accessible, you know, making it accessible or removing barriers to accessibility. So um, so that as many people as possible can apply and have a go. Yeah. I think that's a really good point too that not other accelerators offer is that we understand um, the commitments 
that our participants have around work and whānau, most other accelerators, um, their program is full-time and you have to commit all of your time and resources to the program, um, but we understand that that's not a luxury that majority of our participants have. They still have to work full-time, they still need to take care of their whānau, um, so we adapt our program to suit our participants um, and I guess pre-COVID um, it was more about being inclusive to the whānau of our participants as well. Obviously with COVID and play we're restricted as to what we can do um, but you know hopefully one day we can get back um, to what we would call normal um, and mm. be able to deliver a program that supports um, every whānau member from their participating team. So when does this application process start? It starts um, right now. Um, and applications have been open since October last year. Okay, so um, every year you open it in October or in November uh, or in... Yeah, somewhere around there. August and, and uh, so we should say September so, uh, and October. October, November, somewhere around there we okay. open applications um, and they'll be open for 10 more days. So the applications close on the 20th of February. Get yours in today. Um, so yeah, so that's probably really important. The other thing that's important is that um, one member of each founding team needs to fuck a papa Māori, um, but other members of the team can be from anywhere around the world, and we've certainly seen that level of diversity in our teams previously. Um, and we we are looking for impact positive businesses, so we really are selecting businesses on the basis of the potential social impact or environmental impact or positive impact in general that they will have um, on community. Um, and I think the key thing is just enthusiasm and belief, you know, like really believing that what you want to do makes a difference and is worth the effort that's got to go into it to make it a reality. Um, that's probably the key thing and, and everything else is secondary really. Um, yeah. We'll take you through that process and you'll be where you are and success looks different for every business so we, we look at that on a case-by-case -case basis. But the intention really is that our applying businesses want to go global, um, have aspirations to take their product to the world um, and um, yeah and are passionate enough to convince us that they should be part of this process. <laughs> so, oh, how, like, I'm not saying how many applications you have received now. But millions, usually, millions. But usually <laughs> how many applications do we usually have and how? what's the process you go through to select those? I think 10 businesses that, that are allowed in the program. So how does that happen? Yeah, so we accept 10 businesses, um, but there is a selection process that we go through so once uh, the applicants have applied um, we do go through them assess them and then we hold a selection wānanga so we basically get everyone in um, and they get normally it would be a weekend so we might have to adapt that with COVID but it would be a weekend where we provide them with support and tools to develop their idea further so by the end of the weekend they sell us their idea they sell us their product and why they should be in program. So although we do have an application form that gets filled out, people are given the opportunity um, in person or maybe mm. in screen by face um, to sell their co to us. Yeah, and I think the really important part about that is that 
You know, some people can sell themselves really well on paper and then they're mud in real life. Well, not mud, but you know. Or vice versa, right? They're really good at, at spinning a good yarn, but how they come across as an application might not quite sell them. So it's that meeting point of, cool, you've got a cool idea, but I really want to get to know the person as well because they're, you know, the cohort and the people that participate it really make it what it is. And so you need the right people there. And so the whole process that Bobby was talking around is cool. We want to know your idea, but we also want to know you as people. Because I know there's some people, and I've met a bunch of people on paper, you're like, nah, it's okay. But you meet the person, you hear their passion, you feel the energy from them, and you get a greater sense of what their idea is or what their business is. And you know, you just fall in love with it. Um, and some people, you know, they're not as articulate or whatever it could be, but it's around opening and showcasing everyone's ability to kind of highlight who they are by using methods that gets the best from each person. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the selection winding out, you know, in person or on screen is amazing because it, it takes us from, you know, it could be upward of 100 applications and allows us to find the 10 that we need or the 10 that are right for now because the remaining 90, for example, great ideas, great people, but maybe a little bit fine tuning and maybe next year. And so the idea is you find with the teams every year as well is those who don't quite make it, let's push it out to them the year after because they may have progressed. And you know, seeing someone in progress across a year without you needing to actually support them is evidence of character. And you know, it's cool to see people actually still pursuing their dream irrespective of making the program or not. And I think with the team also is having the other raft of offerings like Pākehi and you know, Startup One and all these other different things that are made available for people who may not quite make our top 10 or make the 10 in 2022, for example. But applications are about to close um, and we need people to kind of put themselves forward, which is often the hard thing, but just share your idea, put yourself out of your comfort zone and share the passion that you want to achieve. Impact positive, really cool stuff. Let's, I don't know, let's kill it eh? and just do some cool stuff. <laughs> sure. So, um, and once they have been selected, what date the program starts? Uh, our first Wananga is the first weekend of April. April, okay. And after that you select people, 10, pe uh, 10 people, and then they go through Oh, sorry, so our selection wānanga is the first weekend of March, uh -huh. and then the 12-week program starts the first weekend of April. Oh, okay. So the program starts in April. Yep. Sweet. So everyone should know, that's why I'm just asking so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that um, selection wānanga was an, actually an evolution. So originally, mm. Kōkiri was developed from mainstream accelerators that we work closely with. Yeah. So Creative HQ in Wellington, they've run accelerators for something like 18 years in mm -hmm. uh, New Zealand. So we learnt from them the basic principles and practices of the acceleration journey. Um, and when we initially started Kōkiri, the very first selection was a kind of uh, very stock standard Dragon's Den style approach, mm -hmm. um, where people come and stand in front of a panel of scary judges and they, they pitch their idea with no previous support at all, you know, just off their own bat and they and, and then get ripped to shreds by these judges um, and then the decision on who made it into program was through that process and the feedback we received was that was not very um, value add for the people who, part, who um, applied and in addition to that it was the opposite of what we were trying to do which is build Māori entrepreneurs up actually for anyone who didn't make it in and even for those who 
make it in. Um, it was a terrifying process of really kind of, you know, reducing the amana to a point where they went sure if they believed in their hopefa anymore. So what we learned from that was that um, what we wanted to do was add value and enhance people's mana and their own self-belief. So the selection wānanga is really a way for us to add value to people, take them through a process of learning how to pitch their idea, um, take them through a process, a supported journey of actually talking about key components of their business, like who's in your team and what strengths do they have, you know, why that would be good for your team, um, you know, tell us about your idea and what validation you've already done. Um, you know, who's already told you that this is a great idea or on what basis do you think it solves somebody's problem? Um, those sorts of things and they go through this process so that by the time they've practiced their pitch a few times and then they do it in an in a environment of support um, with other businesses that are going through the same thing, they feel like it's been a good experience and if they don't get in, they've learnt something, and if they do get in, then that's great, they've learnt something and are going to learn more. Um, so that's been an evolution for us, um, and every year it's slightly different, um, just based on the learnings that we had from the year before, in terms of what adds the most value and builds the most self-belief for our founders. Anything you would like to add, Bobby? Um, I guess something that Sarah touched on was about providing our participants with learnings, uh, skills and tools to be able to develop their ideas. Um, there's definitely some education around um, the realities of startup life, um, the struggles and the sacrifices, um, and probably a few knocks um, and some rejection that you will have to learn to accept. Uh, but we do that in a mana-enhancing way, so you still take value away from the program. Mm. And uh, can we share any example that we currently have? We have run uh, so many programs. So do we have any example that we can talk about? Yeah, we have 26 examples that we can Just talk about. We can only talk about <laughs> one. Our, our, I guess one of our favorite um, alumni is Lee Timutimu mm -hmm. from Arataki Systems. He was in the very first cohort, the one that um, Ian ran, and um, he's now a sponsor of Kōkiri going forward with his business Arataki Systems and they continue to go from strength to strength, um, you know, doing amazing things for Māori and technology. Mm. And actually he's become a massive leader of Māori and tech nationwide and, and promoter of that as a potential um, employment opportunity for youth. Um, so he's an awesome example of you know, someone who came through Kōkiri, it added to his kete of knowledge and capability and, and to his uh, self-belief and he's gone forward to do really cool things and spread that belief of what's possible for people, for Māori in particular, far and wide. So he's a very cool story. Yeah, I think that's the, the perfect example too and the interesting thing is too, talking to Lee is, I remember him telling me when he got the phone call that he got into the programme he was kind of shocked because he didn't think he belonged there. And so he's a really good example of someone who has an amazing talent, has an amazing kind of, I don't know, just essence about them who can actually impact and make a change on people's lives but didn't really see himself in that space and probably still doesn't, but also starting to recognize that 
he has a lot of value, a lot more value to contribute in this space. And by him stepping more and more outside of his comfort zone, um, a lot of people are benefiting by him and just doing that. And so it's, I think Lee's always an amazing story because super humble, super quiet, but talks a lot through his deeds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been, like Sarah said, setting up a bunch of new things, op creating opportunities for young people, for Māori, just to see themselves in the space. And, you know, he started a family business with his brothers kind of thing and his cousins. And, like, how cool is that? And, it's, and I think the cool thing around Lee as well is when he started Arataki, it was this idea of how do we share more of our culture with people. And so it stemmed from that idea, embraced technology, and has allowed him to, you know, speak in, speak in different kind of forums around the globe around this stuff yeah. and do a whole bunch of cool stuff across our turtle. So That's yeah, amazing. He nearly ran me over on my way to work today. Oh. Um, you want to leave that bit out? <laughs> but, you know, like, I think that's what, what's cool is kind of seeing that journey. You know, you think about Lee and he's come on board and he's been a speaker for us and, for, you know, ongoing things. He's now a, a sponsor for the program uh, and an avid supporter of this whole co-pop of Māori and technology. Um, and then you think about someone like Manu, who's, you know, trying to do amazing things with solar technology and also help Fano with, you know, the energy hardship type things and working really closely together with our other um, business, No Maira, that came through the same year as them and they're an electricity retailer, so they kind of crossed over and, and are doing cool pilot programs together at the moment. Um, so, you know, and they're coaches or speakers or volunteers or support aides to program as we go forward. So that's the idea of building this community mm. and that's what makes it special. Um, like I say, there's 26 examples like that of businesses that have been through program. Whether the business itself was successful or, or you know, is still struggling or, you know, um, or, or has been a great success, you know, has been a great success or not. Um, the people who have come through have become part of this whānau and the lessons that people who fail learn are just as valuable, if not more valuable, for others to learn from than the successes. Um, so yeah, we value everyone's experience and I think one of the key things around Kōkiri or something that we as a team are passionate about is that we've found a focus and what that even means is it's like it's about people, right? It's about building a person. So we bring teams into program and each person in that team is having an experience with us and they should come out of Pōkere enhanced. Mm. Stronger, better, faster, you know, smarter. Um, and that's really the key. So whether their idea works or not is really not the point. The point is, is that from there, that team of people will go out into the world, whether it's into employment, whether it's into other enterprises, or whether it's with the business that they came into program with, and they will be all of those things enhanced. Um, so that's more the focus of what we try to, to um, look through. We just want to make sure that everyone who comes into program has an overall positive experience, and we can't undersell the fact that it is hard work. So uh, anyone thinking of applying, please be prepared for lots of hard mahi. Um, it is, there are always um, disappointing days. There are always hard times where you've been working at something for a long time and it hasn't quite come to fruition yet, or you're knocking on lots of doors and it hasn't been the right door yet. 
um, or people aren't opening the right doors or whatever, and there's all of that as part of the entrepreneurial journey. But what you're doing is that in a supportive environment of a massive whanau, of other Māori business entrepreneurs who know what it's like and are there to offer you through it, or at least commiserate with you um, on the days that doesn't go your way. That's nice. And last thing I have a question is five uh, principles that Kokiri team follows or, you know, that motivates you or something that we can share with people. Uh, I can probably come up with three, which is whanaungatanga. So the process of establishing and nurturing relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, manakitanga, the care and respect of others. Uh, and mana motuhake, helping people to realise their potential um, and their self-determination. And last two. Guess you got one each. Mm. Uh. I think empowerment is probably the thing that I would think of. It's like, you know, you can do it. If you don't think do you can, you know, throw your hat in the ring anyway. Have a crack. You've got to be into win. Um, you know, know something you've already got. So it's not going to give me worse than what you've already got. Um, I think just, I think try it. Like if you think you've got an idea that has some merit, but you're not sure if you've got all of the makings of, of you know, a winning application, put it in and see what happens. Mm. You know, in the worst case scenario, we'll come back to you and say thank you, but no thank you. Hopefully, we'll be able to add some, you know, small amount of value through our process of just being able to look at what you're doing and you know connect you with someone in our community or put you onto another program that suits better for you. Um, but yeah, you've got to be in to win, so you know, feel empowered from the fact that we've seen so many teams come in and not feel that way and have gone on to do awesome stuff mm. and be real leaders in their community, um, that you could do this too. I think humility is an awesome quality, um, but sometimes the fact that we don't talk about how, you know, the kumara doesn't talk about how sweet it is, stops people from trying to be their best self. Um, and I think that it's not intended to do that. Um, I think, you know, have a go at explaining your idea your way um, through the application process and we hope to connect with you soon. Sweet. Last one. No, it doesn't actually. Ooh. Um, the thing that comes to mind is, um, I guess, this notion of papa. And what I mean by that is I have this, mean, my mindset in, around this is that we are each the, I guess, the current or the modern day or the latest version, you might say, kind of mouthpiece for our whakapapa. And so everything you do is a, has been learned, has been nurtured, has been grown from everyone within your whakapapa. And you're the current mouthpiece or the current voice to share that. And so with that comes a responsibility to share. And so it's a, I guess what I mean by that is, don't be shy, you're carrying a lot with your positive stuff of entrepreneurs, of innovators from your past, and you, it's now your opportunity and your time to shine and to share it. Um, with that, acknowledging that success is a variable, success is subjective, and that our role here is to support you on your journey of whatever success might be. Um, and it's different for people. And it's no one's place to judge or point finger of what is good and what isn't, but it's around recognizing and helping people identify what does success look like for you today and how do we support you to get there. And, and anything else you, you guys would like to add in the end? There's $10,000 of grant money, apply now! Oh. Oh, $10,000. <laughs>
dollars towards your business so go ahead and apply today <laughs> and thank you so much uh, guys for your time and it's really pleasure talking about thing that i have seen the one thing that i have seen in you guys is you got the passion to help the mori businesses it's not about you know just one business or something like that but it's giving the confidence and the uh, support to people because that's what is lacking these days nobody is ready to help anybody so if you even help some people are like why are you doing that so it's that thing you got you are doing and people would be people can actually start doing something else in their life for their betterment even if they don't make a program you know make a business or something but they will definitely come out with a new results in their life which will help them you know go further in different areas of their life so thank you so much for your time and thank you so much ian for giving me the opportunity to interview guys because it was really important and me and ian actually do boxing in the boxing gym so and i saw his uh, uh, post on linkedin and i thought it would be a good option to you know bring in some information which is actually going to help a lot of in- entrepreneurs so that's what i'm trying to do and this will be posted on all the social media and all the social uh, business groups as well on facebook so let's see if i can get any help but i still do have two applicants who's going to apply for for sure got to keep you honest and make sure they do <laughs> yeah. yeah and can you please tell my viewers to uh, like subscribe and comment <laughs> Make it hard for Raj over here. Please like and subscribe. See ya, and you have a wonderful day. Kakite. Kakite.